0: Welcome to Lat B, the only podcast that comes with a free bandit's bonus. Lat B, where MMA and UFC get silly. This is the Lat B Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 223. We're coming the morning after San Antonio. Remember the Alamo, when you win Texas, you don't mess with Texas, so you come prepared. Daniel Hooker stealing the spotlight in his interview. Before we get to all that, how did you do on the night? How did you end up coming out on the night of upsets and kind of uh, one of the lowest ratings you're going to see me get a fight night in a long time? I was pleasantly uh, distraught there for a while. We had a lot of decisions and it got dirty last night.
1: I got 8 of 13, Woo-hoo. and as far as people I follow, I slayed it. 8 Killed of 13 it. was a high, a high number. Killed it. The highest I saw was 10 and of ones 13. the I missed were like reaches, <laughs> reaches. So, yeah, I had an okay night. Um, not great on DraftKings, but an okay
0: night of picks. Still profited on DraftKings because fo- I followed some of the rules that we tend to follow here at LatB, and... They worked out a lot of the time. When I went back and listened to the tape, I was like, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to take Peralta off a couple of these. He is a first fight of the night. That tends to be a stay away. I wish I would have followed that even more so because that would have made me more profitable. That leaving that money over got me as well. I kept switching to Peralta at 9-4 because all of a sudden I was like, I have 10,200 left with one guy to pick. Easy Peralta. That's an easy decision. Dang
1: it. I almost, I'm glad I only played four cards. I'm glad I didn't do it on more. I actually remembered you saying, leave money on the table. And so I didn't go all the way with it. And I'm so
0: glad I did it. So let B rules coming in to full force. Before we get into the card, anything that was on the perif, we had somebody miss weight with Jennifer Maya by three pounds in that Roxanne Montefiore fight. I don't know if it really affected the fight all that much, but we'll eventually get there. That's the only just relevant things I can think of. There was a couple other bouts signed that were somewhat big news in the Twitterverse. Who? Uh <laughs> Now I'm on the damn spot. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say Heinish just signed a bout. He's up. I don't know who his opponent is yet, and there was a couple headliners. But, again, all I can think of, all I can remember is the Isn't Alamo. is it 2 2-4-1 four,
1: four next week? Or
0: two, f- 2 4 2-4-0, two zero. Zero. okay. Frankie Edgar, Max Holloway. But as I was saying, the only thing I can remember is the Alamo. So getting into the card, <laughs> we had first fight of the night go to a dirty, stinky, rotten split we had Diego Peralte with all sorts of hype coming in as the highest favorite of the entire night and losing a split decision to Felipe Colaris. Colaris in there ended up coming in and putting a pace in that first round, really winning a 10-9 first round, guaranteed, ended up going to Corrales. The next two were up in the air, but it was a split decision, and I don't feel bad in that. I think that the judges were right Corrales. What? Uh, Peralta didn't win it, so I guess <laughs> like he didn't. He at times when he had the back in the whole entire third round, he was going for submissions, but he needed to be landing strikes just to give up that differential. There was a lot of pressure by Corrales that really just set the tone in that fight, and Peralta just never really got going. Up until the last couple minutes of the third round. By. I
1: knew right away when this was done, shit was going to get weird tonight. Once yeah. this, ju- this judging happened, I was like, oh, no. Where are we about to go with this? It was such a close fight. I didn't want to get pissed either and be like, the judging's going to suck. Because it was so close. I yeah. was like, it's one of those. It's close enough. It's not egregious. I'm not going to get pissed. Right. But whew, I was very surprised, and I was pleasantly surprised. This was to let Vegas off the hook. That's what this
0: decision was. <laughs> this was definitely one that hurt that DraftKings line a little bit because, again, having that money left over, I felt susceptible. Not the entire night, so I just made fractional a profit in there. Barely got my money back as far as where I stood on DraftKings, but it still wasn't all the way. I ended up going 6 of 13. It was rough. Ugh. It was such a rough night. Under
1: 50% does not happen to you very very Fairly
0: often. often. There wasn't a PMP as well because it was just, it didn't feel like a solid night throughout it.
1: And it actually was a legit, it would have been a legit PMP.
0: It would have came through. I uh, couldn't pull the trigger. And I don't feel bad about it because having that pick low of a scoring pick for me on the night Hey, anything could have happened, and it was just like, save the money. We got a pay-per-view right around the corner. There's going to be bets to be made. Let's keep it intact. So, moving on, Toe. Moving on with either one of those guys, they get anybody, right? They're low enough. Yeah, their first fight in Talking about the PMP, almost pulled the trigger on Mario Batista, plus 165 against favorite Jin Su Sun. Sun coming in against that Peter Yan fight and having a fight of the night contender in again fight of the night contender here this was a scrap i thought this is going to be an amazing card first one a split decision first fight of the night i can take it again can't really see what's happening and this was a scrap these dudes were brawling sun getting hurt Batista getting hurt on the ground. Batista finally showing out. He's a well more rounded fighter in there. I think that soon is going to fall into this UFC gatekeeper status where he's going to be fighting for a contract essentially just to be in the UFC, not ever make a run. And if he's out of the UFC, he's a champion holder in an Asian league somewhere. Like he's going to hold the belt. But UFC caliber... It's just he likes to brawl too much and doesn't evolve. He just kind of moves forward, and we saw Batista really with elbows moving everywhere, switching stances, just looking. All sorts of good for a young man. What do you end up taking away from this one?
1: Watching this fight, I was thinking, Manuel was right about this whole fight. And I had Batista on one. Uh, I didn't have Sun anywhere because I didn't know enough about him, but I kind of wish I wouldn't have let the... Everybody get in my head, the majority. The line. Yeah, I wish I didn't let it get in my head.
0: It was skewed. This was Batista, who I played he- fairly heavy on my night, and this is where I cashed because he was on those number one lineups. He was 11% owned in a lot of uh, formats as far as drafting, so Batista scoring yeah, like 89 points. Sure. He was everywhere, and he's definitely somebody to watch out for. Sam Hagen and Jan are both debuting top-level guys. Yeah, but- right.
1: I trashed Sanhagen, and he's great. He's up there.
0: He's definitely up there. There's like
1: this. He's in the new breed. He's in the hungry new breed.
0: Definitely. I apologize. What I do want to, though, be hesitant with is that Batista might be a heavy favorite moving forward. And I don't necessarily see that as well because I also think that Jan is, again, going to fight to the level of his opponent to an extent. So he's going to look as good as Peter Jan. He's going to look as good as Batista. If he fights uh, Alejandro Perez, he's going to look as good as him next. But he's never going to be, like, essentially winning those. At my point of view. So, Batista growing. Both of those guys growing. Tentative. Tentative. Moving on to 135 pounds. We had Ray Borg come in against Gabriel Silva. A lot of sharp betters out there. After we did our breakdown is when I finally get to listen to other people's podcasts and see where we sat. I was surprised that actually a lot of betters coming in on Batista as well. I thought I had a sneaky pick there, but then a lot of people had Silva for his submission game in there, giving Borg a little bit of trouble, but that wrestling coming through, we say it here nonstop, usually American wrestling tends to just nullify a lot of those grappling exchanges, and once that cardio starts to wear a bit, you start to see Borg pull away from it. Borg actually really scoring highly on DraftKings as well. I didn't want to pay 9-3 for him, so I only played him on two to three cards, 10% of essentially where I wanted to, but it was just low-level opponent here in Silva debuting, so I should have played him more. I don't know what I really take away from Borg. We knew he should have beat Silva in this fashion. If anything, he should have probably finished him. The fact that he couldn't is just Borg still has... There's still fight IQ issues in there at times and there's still a lot of life that he's living. Hence the post fight speech he's in his not necessarily hometown home state but he was he couldn't talk he could barely talk on the mic afterwards yeah he
1: talked about his kid and um family stuff that he i think he got emotional about that uh i think every minute of the fight that went on Borg, that veteranship just showed out and he took control of it i think um that it wasn't a complete lashing it says some testament to Silva, but Borg's not really a finisher. He's not known for t- power in his hands. He's a grinder, and he grinds you out, and that's what he kind of did. Um, I don't know. Was he How many points was Borg in the night? Was he like, like 70 points I or something? I think it
0: was like 96. No, oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, no, he definitely... he
1: Takedown, takedown, takedown. It might have
0: been 93 points for Borg, so he was exactly times 10 of what his price tag was on DraftKings.
1: It was, so he was worth it. Ugh, dare I say, his fight was kind of forgettable. But that's kind of his fighting style.
0: And, but that's kind of where this ended up starting after, I mean, the Batista. We started with a decision, went with a decision with Batista, decision in Borg. Then we go to Roxanne Mataferi versus Maya. But what do we, I mean, what we can't really take away for either one of those guys as far as that fight. There's not much more to say because no, that's what no, Borg should have done.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see Silva against another style and Borg. Um, it's now or never, homie. It's now or never. He should be making his run right now, um, getting it all together. I know life has been a little difficult for him outside the octagon, but it's like, um, you know, how you have the like hydraulic drill on something and it's like this, 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 and then you put the wrench on it and you hand tighten it. Right. He should be at the hand tightening of his career. It's now or never. It's now or never, Borg. Let's do it.
0: I agree. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting to see board be fairly one-dimensional, though.
1: Yeah, I think so. And we are also talk about how that one-dimensional cat is not making it anymore because everybody tape studies now. It used to be only some guys tape studied, so they have to find the hole. Now sure. everybody's sitting oh, there yeah. with the a camp of dudes watching like, every loophole. That's a you can't be a, a one-dimensional jar. guy. you got to be a person that's constantly changing it up, moving forward. Everything it's not just the UFC MMA. Look at one look at Bellator all these things. It's evolving yep. It's evolving um, It's not just it, it's something everyone can do no matter how poor no matter how rich everyone can learn to fight and It's like how you learn to fight how you put all those things together the fighting style. It's it's exciting. It's exciting
0: definitely why we keep watching at 125 pounds, we ended up going in a decision Jennifer Maya versus Roxanne Mataferri. I ended up picking Mataferri. You had Maya. You were right. The three pounds, did they really matter? Maya looked thicker than she usually does in there, even being the younger fighter, but she really outstrengthed or just used a lot of that brute force to get Mataferri into just top position and forgettable fight. I don't even remember what happened in this.
1: (laughs) Uh, What I almost text you because another lat rule. I almost text you just so you guys know if somebody comes in heavy, we usually, if we were already on them, we go heavier. True. We go heavier. And I almost text you that you should flip over. Cause this fight, I even had it as my dirty split. Those couple extra pounds was easy to just hop off this side of the fence. Thing is, I thought it was going to be a dirty split, so I thought it was going to be a low-scoring fight. I stayed away from it everywhere. I didn't have it on anything. I anything. didn't have it on anything
0: either, so I couldn't even tell you the scores. <laughs> so.
1: So both women kind of stay in the same spot. Monifery moves that one, or Maya moves that one step forward, and Monifery becomes that forever gatekeeper at one twenty-five.
0: Correct. Exactly. A gatekeeper into the ten top ten. Moving on to 205 pounds, we have Klitsen Abreu winning a decision against Sam Alvey. A lot of people thought that this one wasn't going to go the distance, that someone was going to get finished either on the ground by Sam Alvey or striking for Alvey. I mean, getting submitted by Abreu. But we really saw at times Alvey get taken down and hold his own on the ground, even reverse a couple positions. This was a super low scorer. A lot always of people, is Sam yeah, yeah, Alvey. Always is we. He's got a high ceiling as far as like yeah, he could get the knockout potentially. But as we said with Albie, uh, if it goes to decision, expect twenty points from fucking Sam Alvey. If that, if that, and I think that's what he scored in here. I had a couple shares about shares of Alvey <laughs> because uh, if
1: on his stock, a couple of shares of that Alvey stock, exactly. that smiling stock.
0: It was yeah. uh, yeah. uh, uh he did exactly what we thought he was gonna do. So if he would have knocked him out, good. But I don't think it was a good decision. 10 I
1: thought it was Sam Alvey stifles a fight. Yep, borings it up. Uh, it- you know, if you get into the close enough clinch, you can't get the distance and get those power shots off, which it seemed like Abreu did. Found a way to shut him out. But you did say something beforehand that you were right about. Sam Alvey was bodied up. He looked a little better. Thank you. He looked a little better. I was like, huh, he doesn't have the same loves. He's filling into uh, the 205 nicely. And um, I, I it made me think of Elias Theradoa. And I was thinking, damn, I wonder if they asked him. You can move up. Or you can move out, and now I w- I'm really curious. I think Elias would have looked good at two hundred five.
0: Mm, I don't know that style though, because it doesn't matter what size you but are. Th- it made me if think you don't stand style, in front of
1: someone, Sam Alvey though is his style cannot be more exciting than
0: Elias's.
1: They're right there yeah. on par. They're different but, but styles, Albie, but they're right on par. But
0: Alvy and Lulee stay in the pocket and like get in a flurry where it's like Elias was like kick you sideways as I run like again right, <laughs> like kids running in the street like. This is the thing I think run.
1: that got Elias. They kept Elias on because they thought he's big in Canada. He draws a Canadian crowd, no. and uh, then when they were in Canada. All the whole auditorium was booing the fight.
0: (laughs) Multiple times in his career. (laughs)
1: Where Smiling Sam, everyone's like, look at this guy coming into Drops of Jupiter or whatever he's coming into. And he's like smiling and like he has a whole personality. Uh, I think the move of 205. Anyways, yeah, this fight, more exciting to talk about Sam out of the octagon than this fight.
0: I agree. His kids at the weigh-ins, did you hear that? That was pretty fun and adorable. Hey, yeah. dad, hey, dad. He's like, hey, kid. He's like, all right, shut up. I'm waiting in. <laughs> That's cute. Uh,
1: yeah, so I got this one right, but I didn't have a braille on too many places. I didn't see it being a knockout. On to
0: 135 pounds. We have Raquel Pennington coming in in a dirty, stinky split versus Irene Aldana. This was fun fight. Aldana looking like she had a bit more pressure in there, but Rocky really showing some uh, good grappling and landing some heavy strikes at times. I mean, Irene, did she have a broken nose by the end of this fight in there? She was busted up pretty good out of both fighters. I
1: thought Rocky, she uh, kept the center of the octagon more often. Uh, She had the better hands. She was laying good strikes. She had really great cardio and was coming on stronger and stronger. It sucks. The top echelon of this division is Amanda Nunes, but Rocky, she's, she's in a top five, top three spot of this division, like holding it. It's just that big of a leap from her to Amanda. Um, I liked everything I saw of Rocky Pennington out there. She checked good leg kicks. She didn't. Her knee didn't make me nervous the entire fight, like it had two fights previous. Agreed. Um, Aldana's not a walkthrough. Uh, I don't really have too many things to say about Aldana, but it, every way I cut this, Rocky should be beating Aldana right now. Oh, not, for sure. Like, she should, and
0: it was interesting that Aldana was the favorite, but I think a lot of people were just fading that two top-level competition in Amanda Leone and then GDR. Those women would beat Aldana easily. Oh, yeah easily oh, yeah. easily so Aldana be in the favorite there I went in with the favorite as well this was this was definitely um a split I, I it was close but actually I'm I thought it was going to be a 29 28 easy for Raquel so I was pretty surprised that it was actually a split because Aldana was wearing it by far way worse
1: yeah I I was excited to have Rocky here I had Pennington on Maybe a card or two of my four. Uh, it wasn't a super high score, but she got a couple takedowns in there and ended up winning the decision point, so it wasn't bad.
0: I had Irene on one or two of my cards, literally, and that was about all the exposure I had there, and it didn't work out. So. <laughs> <laughs> At 145 pounds, we had Alex Caceres come in against Steven Peterson. Ocho coming in and losing a decided decision against Caceres. Caceres, I'm really showing that counter-striking out of the MMA lab, getting his game together, breaking his left hand on the first punch of the fight, fighting with only a right hand, throwing all sorts of kicks in there. I thought that it was going to be the pressure of Peterson, the underdog, to move forward and have the judges also come through giving it the one side but Peterson was just walking into punches instead of actually landing his own shots back and when it, you get outstruck in that fashion there's no way the judges can give it to you. I call him
1: Bochniak on air like he was just a punching bag? Did I say that about him? You did. Or am I dreaming it? Nope uh, you were right. <laughs> I didn't listen right. back but that is just what I thought he looked like yep. like let's just let Cazares open up on you and just keep
0: walking forward. I agreed with that, but I was hoping that Peterson would throw more combinations on in that exchange to eventually accumulate a bigger scorecard, but he didn't. He just walked in the punches and walked out of them. And it's like, oh, damn, Caceres is looking good, so interesting. With that, I don't necessarily think Peterson is gonna be in this UFC caliber for me. I think it might be time. Is he on a three-fight losing streak now at 145 pounds?
1: This is where I think he's one of the guys that opens up where we start to have to say it for the rest of the night. There's a guy, almost a guy in every fight for the rest of the night that it's like, it might be time. You're right? <laughs> I
0: agree. So,
1: um, I think you're right. Uh, But, you know, Alex Caceres, he should be, with the amount of veteranship over age, he should be making a strong run right now. So, maybe it doesn't say everything about it. Maybe three fights from now, uh Caceres will be on a win streak and we'll be like, oh, remember you know what? P- is Peterson Bochniak, are they in the same weight class? Because we could get yeah, rid 145. of 145. Let's get rid of one of them. How about let's put them against each other and lose or leave town? Because they're kind of the same fighter to me. That'd be a great
0: fight. <laughs> I guarantee backs. you that would be fireworks. Yeah. Guaranteed fireworks. That yeah, yeah but pre- that's a loser leaves town. Or, that could be a prelim main. Yeah, I like that. I think that could be a showcase fight for sure. And That was the showcase fight for this San Antonio. This was the headlining preliminary before we got into the main card. Caceres, uh, it's always a mind game with him. But he's always been able to be able to do that to people. And then he gets in there and gets dominated by Cron Gracie. Uh, Crazy. My wife,
1: she watched a lot of the fights with me last night. And she liked Bruce Leroy. And... Because Peterson, she goes, oh, I already want this guy to lose on his walk-in song. (laughs) She's like, does he have Superman on his front and his back? And then it took us till the very end of the fight to realize it wasn't a Superman sign on his back. And I'm like, what is it? We couldn't figure it out. It almost looks like a green lantern ring inside a Superman frame, but then it's red um yeah we couldn't figure it out at all I she's think like it's a brand design yeah, <laughs> yeah yep. she, and so um then immediately right when bruce leroy's song starts and it's like you know <laughs> 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 we were all jamming out she's like oh this is so different I, I hope this guy wins look how much more fun he is
0: yep uh, he's um. always been loose in there almost to a fault at times but it worked out here. I do think that finally that MMA lab scene's really working out for Caceres, really giving him great advice in there. How did you feel about uh, the commentators throughout the night? We ended up having a John Annick Who else was in there with him? Freaking the – Dom, Cruz. Dominic Cruz. One more. And it wasn't Felder. It was not Felder. No, Tre- Trevor Whitman was the sports analysis. That was fun. I I like it. I don't
1: know who else was in there. I just know Dom and Anik. Uh, I didn't love it, honestly. I really didn't love it. Dom needs a super colorful guy. If his white, cookie-cutter, boring, bland personality is going to be on there, he needs somebody that's like
0: like DC or Joe Rogan. It needs to be guys with strong wills because Dom cuts at those guys. Because if they get something wrong... They're the type of guys, DC will get something wrong and be like, oh, whatever, man, I'm sorry, off by fight 10 I strikes. thought
1: Dom was biased as hell. Yep. Uh, was Paul Felder in there as well last night?
0: No, I don't think he was. I could be wrong.
1: I don't remember. But uh,
0: <laughs>
1: d- 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 I felt like Dom was super biased. I felt like a lot of the time he would get stuck on – Fixated on one thing and trying to prove he was right that he would just stay on it and not call out any of the other fighters if you were listening to audio alone in some of the decisions that were made you would have been like oh huh I never noticed so turn off the audio on this fight for sure and then there was some things that he just reiterated the same thing over oh. and over and over and over and over the same one point for five minutes of a round
0: because it's technical analysis because it is but that's where you get the DC that's just like you ever been a Popeye's? And you're like, ah, I love you, D.C., you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was only John Anik and uh, Dominic Cruz on in the booth. Then you ended up having, again, Trevor Whitman be in the...
1: In between.
0: In between. He would break up the commentary of what they said in the corner and be like, I either liked what I heard or did it, but again, I felt like Dom just nope. reiterated... <laughs> what was it?
1: What's his name? Trevor Whitman. Oh, uh, Trevor no Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rose Namajunas' is head
0: coach, Trevor Whitman. I cool. Just little thoughts there. On to the main event. If you're not liking and subscribing, be sure to follow at Zoltanite, at Weekneck Baby at LatB underscore MMA. You can always follow us, follow us at Instagram, at LatB underscore MMA. That was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> at 265 pounds, we had... Andre Arlovsky opening up the main event with Ben Rothwell. This was a tune-up job. We had Arlovsky go to decision at times. It looked like he could have finished it in there. Big Ben, I mean unofficially, Ben Rothwell, he no longer goes by Big Ben. He doesn't like that name anymore. I don't know if he thinks it's tied to his steroid days, but you won't see it anymore. They're not saying it on purpose. Like that was a rumor that was going around. Everybody was like, it "Don't call him Big Ben," <laughs> 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 or maybe it's European, and he's like, "I'm not European. I'm American."
1: Oh, uh, it could be. Is he from Texas?
0: I don't think he's from Texas. I think he's from like Missouri, somewhere up there north. He wants to be called
1: region. Little Ben. Did I not do Ben Rothwell? and Arlovsky?
0: Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I remember picking him. Okay, maybe I just didn't move it over. But either way, we ended up uh, having Rothwell, the both of us, on here and thinking that he was just going to be younger than Arlovsky. Arlovsky coming in and just showing why he's a former champion in there, piecing up Ben everywhere. I mean, striking. There wasn't a shot thrown in there. If it was won by Ben, it was quickly defended by Arloski. And Arlowski only maybe got hit once where it rattled him a bit. And other than that, he was on his toes, landing jabs left, rights. I mean, Ben was literally putting his arms up in defense, just one over the other and walking forward without throwing a jab or like throwing a half hammer fist. And Arlowski was just hitting him with a, give me a jab, straight uppercut, into an overhand, and then walking out, just looking like he was a hundred and... 85-pounder in there at times. Arlovsky, I want to be tentative on because I think Big Ben, after all these steroids, where he had his best showings was when he was on steroids. And now that he's off of it, and now that he's older, I just think there's other mental stuff going there. So I don't know if I trust Arlovsky to not go to a split decision with most other guys and end up ruining your night. So... I'm going to be tentative moving forward with either one of these guys. What do you take away?
1: is like the same way I picture myself as a Diaz brother in a triathlon. I would coast to the swim. I'd do so good. Get out of the water, take my wetsuit off, grab the bike. Awesome. Still doing good. Head of the pack. Kick my bike off. Put on my running shoes fucking fall apart at the seams. <laughs> I don't know how they are. That's how I picture myself. Uh, this is where my night started. I had Ben Rothwell, like, heavy on all my... Most of my cards, like 75%. And uh, it was not great. It was not great. I thought he was going to make some sort of contact. Um, hmm, wasn't good. Wasn't good. Uh, between him and then my linchpin, which we'll talk about when we get there, I think... Is it time for Ben Rothwell to
0: get out of here? 100%. Absolutely 100%. It's time. It's time. Yeah, that's it. That's what I think. And then Andre Arlovsky, yeah,
1: I wouldn't mind if he did, but he, if he's still winning, he's winning. At this age, the power's the last thing to go. So, all right, Andre. Oh, okay. God. Agreed.
0: He just gave himself two more fights. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed.
1: At this weight especially. So, Ben yep. Rothwell, though, maybe just a name alone. He can be a punching bag for somebody else, but I don't like it for him.
0: I agree. I totally agree, and I don't even think he goes to a different league. I think ben, Big Ben, Ben Rothwell, I mean, just moves on out to being a math teacher. I don't know what he does on the side. Bale, hey. <laughs> there you go. Go Are work you, on the isn't he farm. A preacher or something. I don't think so, no. but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Anything left with either no. one of those guys On to 155 pounds? We had Alexander Her- the Great Hernandez coming in against. Francisco, Trinaldo. Uh, This was a controversial one. This, I really thought that uh, if there was someone on his bike, it was Hernandez trying to hit pot shots but not really landing. I thought the guy landing way harder shots, uh, putting the pressure on and getting Hernandez the backup was Trinaldo. Thought he was winning the exchanges handedly and even rocked Hernandez more times than not. I was surprised that Hernandez won a decision here. I'm surprised that it wasn't even a split decision, because that should have easily been a decision. You know why it
1: was, though. Because they in Texas. It's that hometown D. It's that hometown D. That's what there needs to be a stamp made for hometown D with a pile.
0: A (laughs) hundred percent.
1: Because that is what this was. And I had Hernandez winning by decision because of that hometown D.
0: And it played out.
1: It sure did play out because you are right. Francisco Trinaldo looked good everywhere, and at his age for this weight class, he must have found found the youth.
0: He's gonna he be. Must have found it. <laughs> I think it, he
1: uh, a good thing for him. He is gonna be a great underdog in the future.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. But I see sports betters being smart as well. Here, uh, I had I knew a lot of people that were going in on Trinaldo as well, or heard it throughout the day, so I was a little hesitant. I thought I lost the bet. And you saw Hernandez when they raised his hand, right? He did one of these, oh, awesome. I won the fight, guys. <laughs> if Thanks. he was a cartoon, his um, eyeballs would have gone blink bling, bling, bling. Yeah, like, what? 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 They- I-
1: Oh. oh, and then he okay. tried to act. He yeah. was like in court yeah. where they're like, you're found innocent. He was like OJ in the first no. trial. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> why well, I do declare.
0: <laughs> he put on his kayfabe. He put on his wrestling mode and he's like, of course I won that fight. Everybody knows I won that fight. Yeah, duh. I beat that guy everywhere. But which is smart. Of course he wanted to do that because you can't be like, what wow. It was
1: like Sam Alvey. <laughs> Did you see Sam Alvey's acting job at the end of his? True. True
0: was Sam Alvey. Oh. But there was a reversal for Sam in there. I th- There was nowhere where I saw Hernandez win. He was throwing uh, shots and running.
1: He, he landed one shot. It was close enough where I'm like, it wasn't the... Complete robbery? Yeah, it wasn't a complete. But it, t- in my opinion, though, I, I thought Trinaldo was going to win. But that hometown D. Yeah, D, But I think Hernandez, people are going to go in heavy on him in the future. And I think... Pump your brakes on Hernandez.
0: Totally agree. Totally, totally agree with that. And that's where, again, you got to remember what he really did in there. So Hernandez, somebody going to be tentative on on as well. This finally finishes the stretch of decisions, all of those bouts. All freaking nine, ten of those bouts were decisions in a row. I literally that's why we don't remember them all. I ha- took Every a little... fight is
1: Rocky Pennington. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's the truth though, there was a lot of people just whoo it was a tough one. I usually tend to give cards really high ratings here. I'm always like, Oh, I thought that was like an A I minus. Mean, I'll give this a D plus. D plus and I don't go that low. Wow. I thought it was mm-hmm. the end, really turned it up for me. Okay, maybe I say a C, C-minus, but still.
1: I like it. was like the
0: last four fights. It was only the last four I fights. I
1: some knockouts.
0: Again, I didn't have the greatest night of all, as far as my straight <laughs> heads. Just throw that like, out it's there. It's like a B minus. I think a
1: B minus. There was some great knockouts. I think there was a lot of movement made on this night. A lot of interesting stuff to look back at. You'll tape study this night a lot to go forward. Oh,
0: sure. This sure.
1: will be one of those nights.
0: It's a lot of time came out of these fights, for sure. Yeah. A lot, a lot of time. But a quick one in there. At 155 pounds, we had Daniel, the hangman hooker, coming in against James Vick, being the favorite, staying the favorite by the closing betting lines, and it showed in there. Round one, TKO. James Vick has that tall man defense, and that's the thing that gets him in trouble at this higher level. I was leaning on that. I had Hooker on a lot of spots thinking he was going to be able to. He's the
1: Homer Simpson of the 155.
0: Who is James, uh, James Vic? I don't know about that. Do I? No, never. <laughs> but um,
1: off mic when the mic
0: is hot, we talk shit
1: on James Vick.
0: <laughs> I liked him for a while. Yes. I used to bet him a lot. He was a guy that we really liked here. Yeah. Back in the day, because he was beating a lot of these guys, but now once he's fe- beating or fighting elite strikers, those deficiencies are starting to show up, and he's not making any adjustments in there. Hooker said exactly what we say. I saw it on tape. Need him with the left hand. Need to come in there. Hooker throwing double hooks with the right, then tripling it up on the exit, finally catching Vic in the first round. And then it was the ground and pound because Vic actually held on in there. The ref didn't get in there. He let Vic eat another two shots. And then it was night, night. Just like I said, though, I'm like, they can't, because it's hometown. It isn't one of these where he's going to win a decision. If it goes to a split it goes to Vic. Hooker's gotta finish it but I was expecting that so I put him on a lot of cards. He ended up helping out the DK.
1: I agree. This one um, was no surprise to me. I kind of am wanting to fade Vic and it's rough that this all happened in his hometown and Hooker uh, one of the things I think a good tie clinch or is that a plum clinch or whatever Ty, i think both. if i had to teach 10 learn 10 things and be the become the best at those 10 things to take him to the ufc that would be one of those things and hooker just looks good like that and going in against a long guy like vic uh he handled himself well um i want to say he made the adjustments <laughs> like from the last fight but we didn't get to see enough of it true uh it was no surprise to me i had hooker everywhere um this was the perfect fight, a perfect stepping stone for him to move forward. And where does he go from here?
0: I love Hooker at 155. I mean, Vic, Vic really falls down in the rankings. But yeah, who
1: do we? Where do you give Vic next?
0: Oh, he's gonna be fighting some of these up and coming prospects now. He can't fight anyone as a contender. He's got to get two wins over two prospects. Can you put him Hernandez? I like that fight, but Hernandez I think is gonna be higher ranked by far because he's like thirteen and Trinaldo still isn't even ranked. and He won that fight.
1: Did Trinaldo already fight Vic?
0: No, I I don't think they have. I could be wrong on that. Yeah, I
1: I could see that.
0: I could see that Vic Vic Trinaldo.
1: Hernandez, Vic Trinaldo.
0: I love that actually. I do too.
1: I think that's interesting. Where are you at with that right now? Trinaldo beats Vic and Hooker beats Hernandez.
0: Yep. You that's see it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You see the MMA math there. <laughs> <laughs> so this one can't really take too, too much from it other than Hooker's back. He's back. He's back. What a great call chin. Out. Yes. Who did he call out? He didn't call out. Oh. He just said he wanted to fight in Australia on that go on the Sonya brother card. But Oh, yeah, that was a smart. The biggest, smartest thing he said was, hey, I came prepared because I know you don't fuck with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Don't mess with Texas. And the cheap crowd went wild. Good for Hooker. Really standing up on the mic. He's making all the right moves, doing everything he needed to to get back after that devastating loss. Who do you give him if it's not Hernandez? Because it could be a higher step up if it isn't Hernandez. You mix him up with.
1: I think so. Uh, One fifty five. I don't know if it's.
0: I would like this. I don't,
1: and I think he deserves it. Um, Alaya Quinta versus Hooker.
0: Ooh, I love that fight. I would like
1: that too. I
0: love that. I think fight. it's
1: perfect on a win. Al's up there for a loss, but it gets him into the mix right. of those names.
0: Um, Al might not take that fight. He seems to like people fight people with names only.
1: I don't think Al gets a lot of other options right now.
0: With the way he was beat. He's on
1: like two lost streaks. Cerrone being one of those guys. Yeah, so. Or Hooker Cerrone I like. I like Hooker's name up in the mix.
0: That was officially one of the bouts that got officially, unofficially signed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cerrone versus somebody. Gay Oh yeah, that's what? such fire. What? That is such a good fight. Who do you have right now on
0: that? Oh, right now, right now. Hot take. I'm gonna end up going Justin Gaethje. I think uh that that same um not the same but the pressure of Gaethje, just like Ferguson, just like everybody who beats Donald Cerrone, somebody who gets off fast, and that's what Gaethje does. Yeah, yeah, G- for G- real. gets out of the gate like a, bur- like a bull. He's out there swinging. But
1: if Donald can survive it, Gaethje does get burned out in the cardio, especially for a five-round if it's supposed to be a main event, <sighs> but you, you and Donald one. turns it on. If he can survive that
0: first round.
1: That's a lot.
0: That's a fucking lot, though.
1: Uh, and Donald, uh, he does check leg kicks as well, which is a really great thing against uh, But
0: Gaethje, Gaethje just got them hands. Ask Vic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: it's, Donald.
1: that's Donald, a fire fight. That is a fire fight. That's <laughs> a
0: super fire fight. Uh,
1: I think Cowboy is better than Vic.
0: Agreed, by far, by far, by far. But that's but that's Gaethje, Vic. That's a great. That's a fucking crazy fight. I mean, this Gaethje and I guess right now, I, too, right I think I got Gaethje right now. I got Gaethje too right now. He can
1: use his wrestling in reverse to not have to worry about that Cerrone ground game, so the fight stays standing. I think he has better hands. Cerrone mm-hmm. has better kicks. Just more varied. I think Donald or Gaiji has more power in that low kick.
0: Yep. Uh, Agreed? That's a great fight. That's a great fight. <laughs> so, moving on. Well, do you think that. Who do you give Hooker? Because he's going to be here. Is it September that we're going to Australia or New Zealand, I mean?
1: If I'm giving him that fight right now to get him on the pay per view of the Australia card.
0: Because no damage for Hooker. He's clean.
1: No, I give him Ally Aquinta. That's.
0: A, that's the that, fight. That is the fight. We already did go through great. this. Great call. Great call. Come on, Al. Al, Al Reality. Let's get this one going. Moving on to the heavyweights, 265 pounds. We had Greg Hardy come in against Juan Adam the Kraken. Came in, changing his diet, saying that he was only gonna have sweets until after the fact. That made me like him even more. I was tentative on this fight. I went both ways, honestly, had to go both ways here. I was telling you guys, you gotta pick both of them just because it's a knockout for Hardy in the first, or it's a third round hard grind in, where it could be a lot of points for Adams as well. They were matched at 8 1 8 1 as well, and it was Hardy who came through. A little controversial as far as I see it. I know that Hardy doesn't seem to think so as well. A lot of people don't think so, but I saw some back-of-the-head strikes in there. Tons. So, uh,
1: and back-of-the-head strikes on a pillow.
0: Yeah. Look like, <laughs> no, no. how big that puffy
1: that hair is. Doesn't matter.
0: Vaughn um, Adams was hurt, and when he got up Algea and contested... Says,
1: even the beard he grows out, uh, it does help against strikes of the face. But these were back-of-the-head. I know. They? I think that, too. But then I also think, like, it was a little quick, the decision... I agree.
0: Um, but Hardy's last two... Every fight has been...
1: Sketchy as fuck.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But with this, before we even get to the sequence where the shot was thrown in there by Quan Adams, we had Harley getting Hardy getting stung with a jab by Adams. And, like it. and he swung on Adams, landed as well, looked like he landed, but Adams took it well. And then Adams... Immediately was like, oh, wait, let me go to my wrestling. Hardy showing a great whizzer in there and defending really well. Adams didn't look like he was a D1 wrestler in there with that defense. Finally got up to his hips, held onto that single leg. TJ Dillashaw would have been proud and <laughs> held onto it for dear life. I did hear Mergliata or Mazzagotti, not Mazzagotti, Mergliata in there say, you got to move, you got to move. And Juan just held onto it. And then as soon as he...
1: He could have been out
0: of it at he the end. Could, he could He have could have been. Have been. Because that when he, he stood up. back of the head. <laughs> I agreed. But when Juan Adams did stand up, he was looking dizzy. He was immediately contesting it and saying, come on, man. I was absolutely fine. But anybody who takes that amount of strikes, no matter where you're at, feels it. I don't care who yeah. you are. You're going to feel it, especially when it's these big guys. I was
1: honestly really surprised at how... Large Greg Hardy looked. Here's some compliments I'm going to give Greg Hardy, which is super hard for me because I feel like this pick was almost emotional in ways as it is for everyone at this point. I was surprised at his uh, stature compared to Juan Adams. He was actually the larger man, which surprised me. I thought his body looked better than it ever had before. Like his conditioning actually looked better. Um, Dare I say, like, this is insane, His athletic ability, even though it's a little later in age, at this weight class, but the amount of power he possesses and the potential he has at being this, he is an A-plus athlete, so the potential he has at which he could learn something that we couldn't even grasp. Um, He could be in in Ghanu in the division where he just kind of sneaks up and just knocks people out in the first round where he's super dangerous, the power... He's at ETT.
0: He's with... Do you R-
1: think he could go against Andre Orlovsky
0: yet? He, they train together. Huh. He
1: needs... He needs... It's like time for a... Because Juan Adams was the step up in talent. So what's up... What's next for Greg Hardy? Juan Adams, do you think it's time for him to...
0: I don't think it's time because it is heavyweight, so they can get three to four losses, especially if their finish is in there. But, I mean, Adams, I have already seen on social media saying, hey, I got to eat a lot of crow for everything I talked about. He didn't go out party last night because he doesn't party off losses. I'm like, this is all good stuff I want to hear. But at the same time, it's like, what have you done lately for me? And Adams is really underperformed heavily and we were some big champions of his for a little while, so he's still a young man though at heavyweight. These guys go into forty two years old, forty-three for some of them at heavyweight. Did you
1: hear Greg Hardy say, I know you don't love me anymore, Texas, but I still love you at the end of his whole thing. And do you and I it made me question, do you think you can ever redeem yourself
0: I want to say if we have a legal system and you do the time, then, yeah, you should be able to redeem yourself.
1: Or the public eye is the public eye and you, you know.
0: It's also one of those, like, in an ideal world, yeah, I hope you can redeem yourself, but there's things that are unredeemable. I don't know if if it is one of those. As far as him having any other charges or anything like this put on him, he hasn't, so he's been living up to some other kind of standards, and maybe this is a lashing that he needs. Hey, in 20 years, when he has some, when he's a legend of something, that'll be a minuscule thing. Like, oh, he started his career there, but if he never does it again, I think it'll be a nothing. I think people are starting to turn on Hardy, and it's like, as in a good way, and it's that winning. He's winning, and he's being smart. And to
1: win in the UFC it shows dedication. It shows a work ethic. It shows all these other things that we champion as people. So sure. it sucks to... I, I want to think that people can overcome something and that it's okay for you to have shit baggage. And, you know, like, he probably has traumatic brain injury. He probably was... Uh, I'm just throwing shit out there somewhere, abused as a kid if it's the case. Like, there's other shit. We learn people's damages that always come from ways they were damaged. Like, I want to think you don't have to live in a prison of your teens and 20s your whole life mm-hmm. so if he doesn't do it again but I don't know so I'm kind of turning I was so surprised at this
0: Well, I was about to say is well everything I've heard about Hardy when they ask him about all the trash talk Adams did because he came at him hard with that hashtag fuck Greg Hardy yeah all that stuff Hardy always kept it professional And I really think that that's, again, he's taking the highest route there. And that's what's also, I'm like, oh, he's not talking trash and going out there and being sounding like a thug. He's just like, hey, well, I'm a professional. I'm going to go in there and we're going to settle it with our hands. And I'm just like, damn. I love that he's not like, all right. so.
1: Do you think it would behoove Greg Hardy to maybe change his nickname? From the Prince of War. I agree.
0: I do not like this video game character that he t- no, <laughs> Get out of here. It's
1: so silly. It's so silly. He can think <laughs> of so much. So what would be his nickname? Greg the Blank Hardy. The tank top. Because the Kraken is a great nickname. The Kraken. Especially and, if you're a wrestler. That's such a good nickname. You and pull there was people down, pull some
0: dope-ass fan art out there of the Kraken. Like Kraken. It was some fun fan art. If you're following AtlantB on Instagram, you're seeing some of those hot pics out there. It was just yeah, but one of the Hardy, best ones. Greg Hardy, I do not
1: like the Prince of War. Agreed, agreed. We need to work on that. So that would be a funny one to try to come up with a new nickname for Greg Hardy <laughs> this week. So, yeah, where is Greg Hardy? What's next for Greg Hardy?
0: He said he's willing to fight anyone. And at heavyweight, I think it's anyone with a name now. I do, too. So, uh, Juan Adams was the biggest name by far. He's fought in there. Now it's time to fight those Arlovsky level. It's probably not going to be Arlovski because they fight. Uh, he's already Finn fought. Finn Rothwell. I was a... About to say Ben <laughs> Rothwell. Little Ben I was, Rothwell. Oh, about to say the most non-dangerous guy in there for an easy win. Yeah. Again, give him Beth Rothwell. Ben will take it because it'll be a co-main cool event of the night. Yeah. And he'll make more money than he usually does, and it'll be his last fight on his contract. So I totally agree with that. I think we're doing their job for them over at the UFC. Yeah, You're welcome. it's so
1: easy. All you have to do is tune in to Little Lapp B MMA and get the answers. Get the
0: answers. On to the co-main event. If you're following, at all tonight you're getting the linchpin. Juan Harris coming in against Alexi oh, see, Olenek. Oh, yeah, I
1: forgot to say. So my linchpin was Juan Adams. So even though I had oh. a better night, right. I've had worse, a lot worse nights on cards, but I play the right people. Right. It was not one of those nights. If Juan Adams was on every one of my
0: cards. That's where I still made a little bit of a profit on my DraftKings, so I picked the right DraftKings oh, no, plays, not every but one, King 75%,
1: because I did play a card. The only one I won on, again, even though you did worse than me, I played your picks on one, and some of ours were the same. The ones I was like, ooh, I don't know about that, but I played like Harris, Batista, um, and then a couple we agreed on, I think, but Heavy went
0: on those, and it worked out from me. So, if you're listening,
1: you're making money.
0: Definitely making money. Why Harris getting it done quick in there, throwing one of them flying knees, then finishing it off with a straight left in 16 seconds. There's not much to break down in here other than, I feel like we've been telling you, Olenek, one trick pony, one dimensional. Oh, People know. understand this it. This was
1: such an emotional pick for me. I thought so. It was. I thought so. But I always pick Olenek and I always go against Harris. I don't know why that
0: is. Harris is coming into his own, been saying it, and now a lot of people are going to be saying it. But I also think it's been a fade on Olenek just because he's really undersized for heavyweight. He's really slow. And the higher elite guys, not the baby Albini shitters in there, are going to end up losing to this guy. So I don't think, though, we see Olenek. I think he gets out of here because that knee is done. He could barely walk on the way out.
1: Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're so right. Yep. That knee was so That massed. that knee, watch that, that ankle in slow motion. Yep,
0: watch that how it's turned under him. Your ankle isn't supposed to turn that way. Why it did that like, happen? Pop, pop. Yep. So, I think it's it's been too long. I think he quietly steps away. Thank you, Mr. Olenek, for all the fights. Hope you the So The Walt best Harris. in Florida.
1: Let's just talk about Walt Harris for a minute. Do you think it's time has he fought Arlovsky?
0: They used to train together. No, I don't think they have. That
1: might be the next fight for me. Because
0: now he's over in Texas, I believe, Walt Harris is training. So he's no longer at ATT spending years there. So I could see that fight. That would be a great fight.
1: It's time for Walt Harris to
0: get a name, a good, good name. One of those true tests in there. I totally agree. Respectable, Who respectable. would you give that right now? Because off of that finish, I think Harris, Harris is a big favorite. All day, yeah, right. All day. But Arlovski makes it a mother grind in there. Yeah. He does it, so he'll get a lot of these type of but guys. But that's the
1: things I like. I like and They were saying something like his last nine fights have gone to decision or something yeah. crazy like that. And for yep. heavyweights, he puts you to the test. And I think it for uh, if you want to make it to the top five echelon, you got to get you got to be able to do that. Oh, agree. You got to be able to go those three
0: rounds. You got to be able to steep a in there. Did Arlovski also break the record for the most wins ever? I believe.
1: Oh yeah, I think something like that. And Harris, his record was third fastest heavyweight knockout.
0: Right. Records <laughs> <laughs> right, <he's> being set. <laughs> I don't know why these things steeped in, but they ended up sticking around. So I don't. It got to be a little hesitant because Harris is going to be such a big favorite if it's an Arlovski yeah. type of guy in there. I do think that Olenek was getting a little more hype than he should have as well. So
1: I thought it was only me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you guys. There's no well, one on the train.
0: <laughs> Harris, no, I heard it. People were like, because Harris has gone to the ground with people and lost. Oh, so shit. And they kept saying that, but we said as well, it was for Verdoom, not Alexi Olenek. Big difference. Yeah. Real 265 yeah. er So on to the main event. Yes. The morning after, we ended up having it all come down to Leon Rocky Edwards coming in against Rafael Dos Anjos in here. The former 155-pound champ really just showed that, again, he was undersized. It looked like it at weigh-ins, looked like it during the fight. The gas tank, a lot of people I heard coming through, a lot of professional bettors saying it was going to be that gas tank later on. I almost went back on my Dos Anos pick. I still picked him on my crown. As far as uh, picking him on DraftKings, because I did think for the price tag, it was going to end up going to a decision. And with the volume that Dos Anjos could throw out there, and even the reversals, he could potentially get uh, over that like 50-60 points in some losses he's got. He only ended up scoring 32, so that one didn't work out for me as much as I wanted it to. I also stacked this fight, though, as I recommended for a lot of fans. And Edwards came out with a good over 90 points in a five-rounder in here, mm-hmm. but... I can't really take tons away other than good clinch, tons of great elbows in there, a good wrestling, good gas tank. But for me, it was just outsized. It was Kiesa Diego Sanchez, a 55er versus a real 170-pounder in there.
1: Very similar. I also think uh, Leon Edwards, the second that first takedown came in. It drained uh, something we usually, Rafael with his cardio, we usually, people thought he was going to have the advantage everywhere. Yep. And the second, the first takedown, and you see it just if it, the level at the top if they were two video game players, and you could see the depletion of boo, boo, boo. Uh, I just think it slowly became Edwards' fight, and I, I hate to say it, I, I almost gave him every round.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. And it was actually a decision. It was 49 48, no, 47, I think only one round was given to Rafael Dos Anjos. It might
1: have even been 150. Yeah, there might have even been one that. That was 50, yeah, that was like a 10, 46, 8. 50 yeah. or something. Oh, I didn't love anything, any of the way Dos Anjos looked in there. He just looked a bit slow. He looked like he couldn't get anything together. Um, he was just getting brutally beat up. He was laying some good leg kicks right in the beginning of the fight, and I, where I was questioning, ooh, Leon Edwards is not going to be able to take that for five rounds. Yep. But it almost makes me wonder if Jafael hurt himself somewhere because he stopped throwing those, but he also had that brutal cut above his eye. Right. So there was a point I actually tweeted out, I don't know what's going to hold up that leg or that eye.
0: True, like, and there was even a time in the second round where Jafael Dos Anjos kicked that leg on Edwards, and he almost Iminari rolled to bottom. And I was like, oh, I remember texting you and being like, that was a bad move. Like, you don't want to do that in there against a high-level guy like that. It was, he got out of it, though. He won a lot of those scrambles on the ground. Leon Edwards, the gatekeeper for that top, I feel like 10 at 170 pounds is Dos Anjos. Maybe a little, maybe the top eight. But he's one of those guys that has been proven to test the highest caliber 170-pounders as well. Did Leon Edwards just cross that boundary.
1: Um, I almost think he's a little further past it. Wow. It was no surprise to me that he was going to be Dos Santos going into this fight and everyone saying that him, Masvidal, the backstory's already there for it to go. I almost think Edwards is fighting backwards because he's not making a big, big enough wake in the water. Right. He's not making enough noise. So he deserves a big fight. The UFC is smart if they let him headline a fight night that's out of London or the U.K. somewhere.
0: Is it a co-main event in Vegas?
1: I don't think so. I think you use that the fact that I think he could have a good draw. I think he could be a good hometown draw. We
0: know for a fact that Mouse Vidal doesn't mind going overseas. If it was in the U.K., though, Edwards represented pretty hard. They could main event it out in the U.K. on an ESPN Plus yeah. card.
1: yeah. Classy guy, very well spoken. uh, Great fighting. He's very well rounded. Um, I whoever he fights next, super high potential. He's the underdog. His wrestling's good enough. It's kind of funny because I even recall you saying about Colby Covington and Usman the same way they beat Dos Anjos, and you're like, I kind of picture it going. It's more the Covington style. Yeah, and it was so close, so similar to that. Like once that first takedown laid in, I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Um, I think Edwards, he called out the right fight in George because George is so hot right now.
0: And he served um, him up.
1: Yeah, he did give him that. <laughs> I can't even, I even say, say it. I don't, don't, yeah, don't say it. Don't say
0: it. Yeah, don't even say it. But he got him. He got <laughs> yeah. a good split him up yeah. on his face. So he's got a little revenge there. It's the easiest fight to make. Uh, there's, But is Jorge officially, is it, there's been rumors out there that he's fighting somebody else right now? I don't know who is the rumor. I uh, That's why it's still rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure because he took literally zero damage in the fastest yeah, knockout ever. Yeah, he should ever. be
1: fighting pretty quick.
0: <laughs> exactly. He's a Daniel Hooker. He's like, yeah, I'm good to go. Like, let's fight tomorrow. I'm good. Yeah. So yeah. Jorge Masvidal so. could fight tomorrow, but Edwards did just go a whole five. They, he looked
1: good, though. Yep. He put on the perfect game plan. Oh, I think it, besides his leg, he took very minimal damage. So... Totally I loved everything I saw from Edwards, and I think going forward, he's going to be a sneaky underdog. And do you think it's time for Rafael Dos Dosanias, too? No,
0: nope. <laughs> no, 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 nope. no. Nope. He can, because he can fight anybody who's out of the top 15 and they make a name off of him, and he can still beat a lot of those guys. I guarantee you, he beats entry level 170 pound guys because he can do just veteran stuff in there. And even though he slowed down again, this is a guy who's going to be contending for the title soon, and we're saying in Edwards. So it's going to not look as bad later on. But give Dos Anjos, even the 15th guy, I think Dos Anjos beats the top 10 guy. He's going to push right. him.
1: He's already always ready to go a five-rounder. His name's right. big enough to headline a fight night or
0: be a event. Right. Have round. minimal submission defense. Rafael Dos Anjos will get you on the ground. Ask Neil Magni at 170 yeah. rounds.
1: So. Yeah, maybe he's of that Neil Magnet caliber. 15 type range. Yeah.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You getting it? You getting it? anything else, anything on the Twitter for the Alamo, what did you take away from the cow- crowd overall throughout the night? We usually t- talk about this, and it was definitely... <laughs> I
1: actually laughed at one point because we were talking about the Texas USA and whatever. I heard at one point they tried a USA chant, and it did not
0: get going.
1: <laughs> <It did> not <laughs> they chanted a few it times. It, the, kinda, it made me laugh. Was
0: it versus Vic Hooker? <laughs> and it was like, oh, that didn't work. It but did not telling you, done. and you're like, wait, wait, wait. were you saying Texas is more Texas instead of USA. And yeah. they were repping USA hard. No, I didn't
1: think that. I oh. It was Texas only. Like, I was actually even thinking um Rafael Dos Anjos, they went out. They blew up for Rafael. Yeah, they did. They liked it. <laughs> they blew up for Rafael. But I love just from what we know of fights we've been to, uh that brazilian contingency don't f around they True. are there they're every always state, there they're state. always there they're big mma fans. they're like the grateful dead people yeah. that tour with the grateful dead I mean, <laughs> they're always behind the ufc like a little cat pat, wagon truth. of brazilians so is it next week is it wednesday are we breaking down two four zero on wednesday
0: I don't see any other which way around it. We got to. Yeah, that's the (laughs) one There's debuts. There's fun fight cards. As far as the pay-per-view, I'm a little underwhelmed, honestly. I was already doing tape study. I got on my topology last night and was like, all right, there's some debuters on here. The main event's really not that eventful, but the co-main event looking kind of fun. It's like,
1: do you feel like we're all humoring Frankie Edgar by showing up? This is horrible. That's horrible. It's a whole, That's
0: why. It, that's why it sucks because we shouldn't have that thought when we're thinking about Frankie. He should be getting other type of fights in there. So it's I know the perfect way
1: that we should leave this. Let's. If you have the questions, tune in on Wednesday because we'll have the answer. Bye bye. Let me.